You're listening to the iPhone Photo Show. I'm Jefferson Graham, your host. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Milio Photos. We've got Frederick Van Johnson with us. You all know Frederick. He is the host of This Week in Photo, otherwise known as TWIP, and he has an iPhone. He uses the iPhone. We're going to talk to him about iPhone photography and all sorts of other good stuff because he usually asks the questions. So today the table is being turned. I'm going to ask a few. And we're going to start off by saying, hey, my man, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Thanks thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Always, always a pleasure to chat with you. And I'm always up for talking iPhone stuff. Okay. So Frederick has the iPhone 13 Pro and he does this great, uh, podcast out of his home. And of course, the first thing I want to know is, do you use the iPhone to put your show together? I don't, but here's, here's, but the, that's a hard question, right? So normally I have this full on setup here. You and I were talking about this before we started recording. Um, but my full on setup here is a proper micro four thirds camera with all the things and the mic and all that. But my mind is, it goes to minimalism. It's always, could I downsize this and use use less gear, i.e. a phone and a proper mic and all that, and do my show or record the show using the phone? Problem is there's software that I use that only exists on the Mac, so I'm kind of trapped you know, in this kind of modality, but I have been editing interviews on the iPhone. So recording them lo- recording them just like this and then taking the resultant MP4 file, bringing that into the phone and editing there in LumaFusion and you know, it's amazing to be able to do that and especially coming from a world when that wasn't possible, like way back in the day of Avid machines and Media Composer and iMovie and all that stuff in order to get something that was mediocre. Now I can do fantastic work just using my phone. So I'm kind of in both worlds right now. Okay, so I'm on an iPhone right now, and, and Frederick is is on his Panasonic Lumix. Uh, so I've got the iPhone plugged into a Mac, and I'm using an app called Camo Studio, which brings uh, basically lets me turn the iPhone into a webcam. Now Apple has a new new tool that lets you do that as well. I have not. Um, I, I haven't downloaded the new version of the Mac OS, so, so so I could do that. But gosh, I think I mean my my results with the iPhone for you know these kind of interviews has been great, and it certainly would be easier for you to just have an iPhone up there on a tripod, um, and, and you know you pick up the f- footage. Well, you're recording the eCam, right? Yeah, I'm using I'm using yeah a piece of software called eCam Live. And then how do you how do you save the video through eCam? It's is it records directly to the hard drive as an MOV or MP4 file, and then I take that and I I work off of one of these drives, um, typically one of these little SanDisk drives. Right. So I'll, t- yeah. I'll take I'll take the SanDisk drive and uh, put the files on there, and then you know plug that in wherever I needed to go to access the files and do all my editing. Let's welcome a new sponsor to the show, Mylio Photos. Mylio is software that lets you pull all of your photos into one central home. You know, the one spread across phones, tablets, desktops, and laptops. You could do that with Apple iCloud or Google Photos, but you would run out of room quickly and get constantly nagged to upgrade and spend more money. Mylio is a new twist to cloud backup because it marries a classic home hard drive with online access 
Do me a favor and go check it out. Mylio has a free 30-day free trial at mylio.com. Now back to our show. Okay. You interview photographers every week. Most of them have big-time Canon, Nikon, and Sony cameras. Uh, you have some of them as well, as well as your iPhone. Tell everybody about what you do with the iPhone, what you shoot on the iPhone versus what you would shoot on a camera. So my my I, my ultimate goal for the iPhone is to be able to use it for content creation, the capture side, being out in the field, doing run and gun interviews at conferences, or you know, if I come down to LA and hang out with you, I'd love to be able to do something there without having to worry about lugging all the things around, right? And the the weight issue, of course, and then also the um, security issue. I got to make sure I'm keeping track of all my stuff all the time. Wouldn't it be great to just be able to pull the phone out and maybe some good microphones and mic people up and do something with no compromises? And that's the, that's the key for me is I don't want compromises. I don't want to say, well, this would have been better if I brought my real gear. I don't want people to know like, not that I'm not proud of it or I'm ashamed of it or something, but I don't want people to focus or know that this was shot on a phone. I don't want to, I want to be beyond the point of the phone, the fact that it was shot on the phone even being part of the conversation. It should be about the content itself. And I'm not sure if we're there yet. Maybe you know. I don't know. Um, I think for 80% of what we do, you can't tell, you wouldn't know. You know, unless, you know, it's one of those shots where everything's in focus and there's no depth of field whatsoever. Um, certainly, if it's the classic sports shot of a runner jumping over a hurdle, uh, making a basketball uh, uh, a jump, um, hit, you know, any sports shots, you can tell. I mean, you know, you're screwed there, basically, when you have your smartphone. Uh, and then some of your inside work is is also uh, suspect and tough I, I i shot some hotel rooms this weekend for a client and i had a flash and i had lighting and the rooms like were really yellow until i blasted the yellow away with my flash and then i tried doing it on the iphone and it was really yellow i mean really yellow and then what, what could i do i guess i could have brought lighting but i didn't have it and and uh, you know the whole beauty of shooting on the iphone is that you could just run around with a camera in your pocket yeah. Um, you've been doing the show for how many years? Uh, this Week in Photo, we're in our 12th year right now, so quite a while. Okay, so the iPhone is 15 years old. When you started, it was just, if the I don't think there was even a camera on it when you started. And you've watched things change. At what point did you say to yourself, gosh, you know, I can get results on this thing that are comparable? Was it two years ago, three years ago, five years ago? I think... You know, considering state of the union of where things were back then, uh, I think earlier than that, it was it was pretty early when I was like, okay, this is good, right? I think the the problem was the audio. It's always the audio. Like I want to, you want to bring audio into you. Ideally, when you record video, the audio will come along with it. Sure, you can record it separately with a little Zoom handy recorder or something, and then match it up. But wouldn't it be great to just be able to record it all and get it right in the file and then chop it up? I don't feel like we ever quite got to. Well, back then we weren't at that point. Today, there's a thriving ecosystem of 
third party mics and everything that you want to plug into the phone to, you know, do whatever kind of production. So, yeah, I think I can't peg when I felt like we crossed the the barrier of feasibility for using iPhone for production work. But I feel like we're, I you know, I've asked you this several times, you know, and I asked you this last year. And last year, the question was the same. Yeah. We're there, Frederick. Stop. Get off. Get off the. You know. Get off the sidelines. <laughs> almost. Almost there. Yeah. We're almost there. Everywhere except for the Zoom. Everything everywhere except, except for Zoom. Sports. Yeah. For sports, indoor, serious indoor sports, and, and indoor. That, it, aside from that, you're in like travel photography. What I do, no problem. I have no problem whatsoever until it gets really dark. And then when you're looking on the screen, you say, hey, that looks pretty good. I shot some stuff last week at 5.30 in the morning just because I'm a nut and I like to get up early. But it looked great on the screen. And then when I, I, I imported it into the Mac, you know, it didn't look as great. As it so mm. I, that's one of the big things that I think when people are looking on their phones and they think, hey, this is wonderful. But then when they blow it up, that could be a different story. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, I, one of the things I wonder is, you know, when you're in a production environment or you're shooting client work, for example, sure, the phone can be capable, you know, and it can do all the things we need it to do. But then there's a theater aspect that enters into it. If you're shooting work and clients are around and you're shooting work on a phone that's either the same as or inferior to the one that they have, does that factor in? Even if the, the ending result is going to be amazing, does the theater of it enter into the equation at all? I don't know. Okay, so they hand you $1,000 to do a photo for them, right? And you waltz in with, a, with an iPhone in your pocket. It's not going to go well. <laughs> you know versus you know i used to drag all this gear and they said why are you doing it and i said because it puts a smile on their face when you sit there and drag all the stuff in there and i said oh you must be he must be serious right yeah yeah uh, unless um, you have the name now, right if you're annie Leibovitz yeah. or somebody like that and you walk in you're like hey I, i'm shooting with iphones now then everybody's gonna start shooting with iphones because annie's shooting with an iphone right? so yeah i could definitely do better iphone work than my client can Right. But, you know, it's still the same phone. Uh, you know, I've always said you treat the dang iPhone like you would your Sony, like a professional camera, and you're going to get professional results. It's just how you look at it. You know, don't take a picture of somebody standing in front of a window because it ain't going to look good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of that part of that is just we were always told when we were growing up to specialize. Right. Jack of all trades, master of none. Remember that? And now. We've got these phones that are literally the jacks of all trades. They can do a lot of good things amazingly. So how can the camera possibly be amazing, right? So, you know, I don't know. I think that's the stigma that goes along with these portable devices. Like the stigma is, yeah, it can't be great because it's just a phone. Its main job is to make phone calls, not take photos. When right. that has that at some point that hit the point of inflection and shifted to the phone is just an app on this supercomputer you have in your pocket, right? Yeah, well, the good news is that there are so many features through the, on the camera, most people have no idea. And it's uh, people like you and me that has to show it to them. And uh, the clients have no idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've t put the phone, held it in front of people's face and say, there's three lenses on the back. Do you know what they are? And they look at me with a blank stare. They have no idea. Yeah, so crazy. Yeah. Tell everybody about your show. 
Yeah, thank you. So This Week in Photo is a podcast um, that's a, that's basically about what the title says. The truth is in the title. Uh, it's about what happened this week in photo loosely. And I have great guests on there weekly. You were the, a guest on one of the latest, the most recent shows, and we were talking about this stuff, iPhone photography and all that, and the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max specifically. But that's what the show is. The show's been around for a decade plus, and... I've interviewed pretty much a who's who in the photography slash creative industries, you know, from CEOs to to beginning photographers to accomplished famous photographers about everything under the sun from cameras. Hey, the new there's a new Nikon out. Let's talk about that. So I'll bring one bring someone on from Nikon to talk about it and someone that actually uses the gear to talk about it in a more pragmatic fashion and then you know something we even talk about things that are controversial in photography like how come i can't bring my tripod to a location and set up but i can bring a a smaller camera or a small camera and get away with it you know things like that or how come i can't you know what are what are the legalities around taking photos of people in public you know so those sorts of things we tackle on the show so the the this week in photo entity is a pod, it's kind of a tripod. So it's a podcast as one leg. One leg is education in the photography school. And then the third leg is community. We've got a vibrant private community where folks can come and just sort of hang out and shoot the breeze with like-minded people that also love photography. It's kind of like the airport lounge like the member Virgin, like the Virgin Airport Lounge uh, of photography communities. Sure, you can go hang out in the at the gate with the unwashed masses, but behind this big red door is amazingness that you could come hang out and get a back rub and all that. So that's that's how the that's the metaphor for Twip. And I, you know, mostly I just love doing it. It's kind of like a it's like my therapy. Well, you know, it's funny because you were a marketing guy. You were you worked at. Um... Drobo and you worked at Adobe and you worked at Apple and you were a marketing guy and then you just morphed into the second act. How, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. It's um, I would argue that once a marketing guy, always a marketing guy. So I'm still a marketing guy. I just have more rings on my tree now. I'm the same tree just <laughs> with more rings. I've seen more forest fires. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, that's a that's a really good question. So the the morph wasn't necessarily a morph. It was more of an evolution, you know, and as things change, as my desires change of things that I like doing, as the capabilities in the tools that we have available to us morph and change and get better and better and the industry morphs, so did This Week in Photo. So This Week in Photo started as audio only and then Google launched Google Hangouts and it made sense to, hey, let's try this video thing out. It looks pretty easy. We can just get everybody in a room and we can record the show that way. And then YouTube started with the live streaming stuff and now podcasting tools are mature like Ecamm and all these things. So over time, it's kind of like a bonsai tree, you know, you just kind of snip away at it to to get to that idealized version of your dream right and i'm still kind of moving in that direction is what what is the ultimate form of twip i may not ever see it but i'm always striving to get to what the ultimate form of the show is and that manifests as okay maybe i need an m1 computer now so that i can edit faster or hey this iphone thing is getting there maybe i should maybe i should start leaning into that and doing more content with that versus quote unquote proper cameras and see how that goes so yeah and that's why i say it's it's more of my 
I wouldn't say TWIP is, an, is a hobby, but it is a, it's a passion. So it's not something I look at and say, oh crap, I gotta go do this thing again. Let me get this out of the way so I can go do the thing I really love doing, right? It's the thing I really love doing. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you can, you can sympathize with that, right? You've been doing this yeah, stuff definitely. longer than I have, pretty much. But it's a full-time job for you at this point, It is, right? it is, 100%. It is. It is what I do. Yep. I am. A, I am. I call myself the editor in chief of This Week in Photo and the principal of the of the educational arm and the custodian of the community. <laughs> so I have three titles. Well, the, you know, it's just another one of those great stories about somebody who wants to do something and doesn't have to go to a bank and say, give me give me a loan for half a million dollars so I can get this off the ground. You just go into your room and you do it. And it, it just happens, right? Yeah, yeah, it just happens. Yeah, and and the, you know the underlying piece of this is sure it, the main thing that I produce is the podcast and the audio and the video and all that stuff. But what I'm really solving for here is building a streamlined, elegant content creation machine, right? And sometimes that content is a podcast. Sometimes it is me guesting on a uh, you know a show like yours sometimes it's me building a course sometimes it's me in a zoom meeting you know but in the end the underlying fabric of everything is a strong repeatable professional reliable content creation engine and that's yeah. that's what i've built right and no engineer no producer no 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 assistant it's all you it's all right? me it's all me. I make the decisions. I make the successes and the failures. <laughs> so. And Calendary, right? Is that how I pronounce it? Uh, okay. How do you pronounce that out? Calendly. Yeah, Calendly. You like that? That ingest? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. If you want to re reach Frederick, that's how to do it. You just, right. put, 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 you just select a slot. That's right. right? Yeah. Yeah. But you got to have the secret uh, URL in order to do that. Oh, <laughs> let's go back to the iPhone for a minute. Sure. Are you into any of the photo apps or do you use the native ones? I, you know what? Um, I tend to use, lately I've been experimenting more with Lightroom CC on the phone. So the mobile version, uh, but I also use Snapseed. I still, Snapseed seems to be my go-to on the, on the phone for some reason, just because I know there are probably more powerful apps on the phone, but I just, Snapseed seems to work good enough, right? And it's free. Um, but then also Affinity Photo. Um, I think oh. Affinity Photos, yeah, that's that's rock solid and and ridiculously underpriced. So those those three are kind of my go tos on the phone for like quote serious editing work on the phone. I don't tend to use any of those kind of kitschy, fun, you know, stickery apps or anything like that. I just kind of stick to the to stick to those those couple and do what I need to do in those and get out. Let me give you my Lightroom and Snapseed story. So as you know, I live near the beach and I was taking a walk yesterday morning and it started to drizzle. And that was interesting. And then I turned my head towards the water and I saw a giant rainbow. And I said, wow, hey, this is amazing. And I started snapping away as, you know, worried that the rainbow was gonna go away. So as I was trying to get as many good photos as possible in a short period of time. And I had the, a lifeguards stand in front of the rainbow uh, frame uh, correctly. And I tried to get a runner in the middle of the, uh, the rainbow. And I, what I really wanted to do was get the Manhattan Beach Pier with the rainbow going around it. But I was like 10 blocks away, so it's gonna take a while. But anyway, I did the photos. They were nice. 
but I knew I needed an app to basically darken the sky. So first I went to Snapseed where I like to say I go to Snapseed when I want to go nuts because things get pretty crazy in there. You can, you, you can take your clouds, which are light clouds, and make them look dark and foreboding. You can wait for the Wicked Witch of the West to come flying through them. I mean, you know, yeah. it's pretty wild. And so I did that, and it looked insane, and that was that was cool. But then I said, well, maybe I'll go to Lightroom and just do normal normal editing. And so I opened it up in Lightroom, and then uh, the, the if you pay for Creative Cloud, you get the, the pro features in the app, which is masking. Masking mm -hmm. is wonderful. You click a button, and it says, mask the sky. You mask the sky, and you take the exposure down a little bit. And then you go to um, the dehaze button, and you bring out more of the clouds without going berserk. And then you go back to select subject, which in this case was the lifeguard stand. So I did that and I lightened the lifeguard stand, got a beautiful shot. I mean, people were going crazy on Facebook. And so I, I owe it all to Lightroom. I mean, the Lightroom did such a great job. And it was, you know, how long did it take me? Uh, mm -hmm. 30 seconds, if that. That's crazy. Yeah, you remember you remember back in the day what it would have taken to do that in all the masking. You still probably wouldn't have yeah. been correct, right? All the meticulous right. masking around the you know palm trees and all this stuff to get the to get a realistic uh, sky in there. And now on a mobile device, you can just click and make changes. That's just that blows me away. As someone who grew up in the dark room, that blows yes, me, me away. Yeah, me too. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I masked. I dodged and burned when I was in the dark room. I did a little masking, but it was, you know, you, I mean, you'd have to make a print and then literally cut out what you want to mask and lay that on top of the paper and then make your exposure. <laughs> so it was literal masking, like physical yeah. atom based masking. So it wasn't. It wasn't I was good. like, really, I took a picture of my grandfather and I took a picture of a drive in movie theater. And I was so happy with myself because I then put him on the on the movie theater screen. I thought that was pretty cool. There you but, go. Uh, you know how 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 long that would take to do in Photoshop now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two seconds. Two seconds of that. Yep. Anyway, Frederick, I know you have to go back to Twipland. So tell everybody how to find the various things that you do. You can find me at thisweekinphoto.com. All roads lead there. Thisweekinphoto.com. That is my Rome. Uh, or you can, well, this hasn't launched yet, but it will be launching within the next, let's say, month and a half, six weeks or so. My personal site at frederickvan.com, which if you go there now, is just a cute, you know, coming soon page. But watch that space because some pretty interesting things will be rolling out kind of the next evolution of frederick will start taking place over there so exciting times all right uh jeffersongram.net is is my website uh it's hosted by our friends at smugbug and i've got thousands and thousands of pictures on there including the double rainbow so go check that out. Look for me on Twitter where I'm at Jefferson Graham. I want to thank Frederick for checking in with us. Thank you. Uh, also remind everyone to check out our iPhonePhotoTeam.com website where we have lots of great iPhone photos. And we'll be back with the show next week.